I just want to lift up Letarian right now, and a, a recent graduate. He's in the hospital. He found out he's uh, diabetic. He's insulin dependent. He had a real hard day, didn't know what was going on. And so um, just want to lift him up. If you guys would join me in faith right now, Father God, we just thank you, Lord, and we lift up Letarian right now to you, Lord God. And I know he's confused and nervous and uncertain about what's going on. And Lord, we just know that you're the great physician. You're the comforter and the healer. The word says, by your stripes we are healed. So Lord God, we just pray for Letarian right now that you would do a miracle work in him, that you would heal him, restore him, that everything that's out of alignment would be brought into perfect alignment, that the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead would quicken and bring life to his mortal flesh. In Jesus' precious name, amen. Um, yeah, you know, I was thinking about that. How many know the Bible says, by his stripes were healed, right? Anyone in here need a healing? Maybe in mind, spot, body, spirit, whatever. I know that... Um, Hallelujah. Sweet Jesus. Prayed a couple months. Praise God. Well, that's what we need to share that testimony. Well, you'll, you'll remember back in, uh, what was it, July of last year, they found a tumor inside my esophagus. I was having some problems swallowing. And when we went and get it checked out, there was a big old glob right in there stopping everything from going down. So over the course of the last six, eight months, a little bit of chemo, a little bit of radiation, and a whole lot of prayer and a whole lot of God. Uh, the tumor we had checked on Friday the 1st, gone. Absolutely gone. Totally gone. The esophagus, the stomach, looks like brand new. Hallelujah. Nothing. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Thank you. Thank you for sharing. And that is, uh, that's a testimony of God's goodness. Um, you know, where were those stripes? Hey, hey, look at that. Oh, God bless her. I would never get on a beast like that, ever. <laughs> You got more? No. Show Pastor Dan on one now. He's out there. He's in the background crying. Oh, mom. Oh, mommy. Watch out. Come home. Come home. <laughs> well, oh, safe travels home for Miss Peggy and the team. And we just, you know, pray that they'd have a blessed time on the way home. Right? So uh, last week, and uh, if that's all right, last week, I just wanted to kind of further develop the, the, the whole, the topic of faith. Is that all right? You guys all right? And we had talked last week about, you know, his story and our story. And the week before, we had talked a little about, about the leaven, the little bit of leaven that gets into the body, the work that gets in there, and it begins to spoil the whole thing, the, 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 the persuasions of the world and the things we think about. And, and so last week, you know, and I, I talked about Moses raising that and that he had mixed with the word that he heard from God, faith. And, and when that happened, the demonstration of power, him and God became one in that moment. And he spoke what God spoke. And, and that's the important thing. So as we talk about faith a little bit, um, 
you know, I want to just kind of clarify, because there's so many scripture on faith, and it's such a powerful topic, and we, we need to kind of dive in a little better and get a, a deeper, hey, Ash, how you doing? Get a, get a, get, develop this so that in our mind's eye, we understand um, as much as we can and just how important that is, that faith is, it literally is the story of Christ him crucified, buried, and resurrected. That is the story, and we're going to look at that real quickly. It is his story, and he is the author and perfecter. He not only began and wrote the book and the story, but it says that he's made it perfect. It's a perfect story. That story, oftentimes, we lose sight of the power of that story that Paul says in Corinthians that the, the, the very wisdom and power of the cross is God. That is the power and wisdom of the cross, that story. And, and, and we get sidetracked with our story. I know I got a story. All I can think about is my story all day, every day. That's what I want to think about. I want you to be part of my story. I want you to help me with my story and whatever's going on, if, if it's bills or whatever, if it's my past, if it's my future, any part of my story consumes all this unless I just say, stop it. And, and if I don't put a stop to it, I, I'll drive myself crazy with my story. And there's so much to my story that needed to be fixed back then that I'm worried about out here. And, and in the present, sometimes my story gets so all-consuming that I forget it's not about my story. It really isn't. And when we look at faith, we're going to see that faith is the story of Jesus Christ, him crucified, the burial and the resurrection. So, so I want to start with is that all right, you guys? Anyone else got their own story? Anyone got a story that gets in the way sometimes of life, peace, joy, serenity, health, wholeness? Listen, by his stripes were healed. The stripes were on his flesh. It's not my flesh that heals anything. His flesh was broken for me. He is the bread of life. When I eat of that, when I take on his story, healing is the natural byproduct. I can't go against that nature because that is the nature of God always. I just got to get away from my story long enough to get in his story. So it says, fixing our eyes on Jesus. On who? Jesus. Jesus the pioneer, some say the author, and perfecter of faith. Now, I know some translations has our faith, and we talked a little bit about that, but I want to go deeper. It says, of faith. He not only authored it, Jesus, this Jesus, not only began it, he made it perfect. That is faith. And we're going to see that there's only one faith. There's one Lord, there's one Spirit, there's only one. We get confused sometimes that there's something else going on out there when the reality is there's only one faith. And there's one author and one perfecter. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross. So we go to the crucifixion. Scorning his shame and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. We see in Revelations at the end of chapter 3, it says that I stand at the door and knock. Anyone that hears, I will enter in or come into him and we will dine. I'm going to feast on God and his story when I hear him. 
So he's at that throne right there. So we see the whole story right here. The crucifixion, the burial, the resurrection. That is faith. That's the story. Paul said, I want to know him and him crucified, period. I don't want to read a book about it. There's a word called gnosis, uh, a Greek word um, that, that literally was a, a way of understanding through facts and evidence, knowledge. It was, a, it was a process of gaining knowledge through facts and evidence. And then there was a word called epinosis, which was epa in the Greek meaning above, around, surrounding, all around. All around those facts and the things that we can point out in these books, there's something else happening. There's something else happening. I want you to hear this because oftentimes we get caught in a book looking for the very power and wisdom of God when it's all around everything, including the book. It's in every area in our life. It's always there and always ready for us to seek it out. Always. There is never a moment when you can seek out God that he will not be there and answer. Ever. There is never that moment. Sometimes we need to get up out of here long enough to see God all around us and the wisdom and power of the cross. We need to get outside of our story long enough to be in his story. Let's see a couple of scripture. I'm going to run through these real quick and finish on a scripture and go ahead to the next scripture. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. Without faith, it is impossible. Without his story, without Jesus Christ and him crucified, impossible. Okay, without that story, it's impossible to please God. Go to the next scripture. For we live by faith, not by sight. See, we don't play with faith, right? Sometimes we think this is something I'm going to take off the shelf. Hey, this whole faith thing, yeah, I'm going to do it when I'm sick, or I'm going to do it when I need a bigger paycheck, or I'm going to do it when old girl ran away and I need her to come back. I'm going to do this whole faith thing, get all the peeps with me, and we're going to join hands and really, you know, we're going to burrow our eyebrows and we're going to do this faith thing and we're going to faith them back in. We don't just play with faith on a shelf. What's it say we do with faith? We live. This is life. This is life and life abundance. Jesus said, I came to bring life and life abundance. We live by his story all day, every day. Now, now we can use them as a short order cook and put faith on a shelf for a good time when we really need it. But that's not living by faith. Is that all right? All right. Go ahead. Next one. One Lord, one faith one baptism. One Lord, one faith, one baptism. Go next. Galatians 2.20, I have been crucified with Christ and I no longer live. I want you to say this out loud right now. I no longer live. My story no longer lives. I don't have a story. My story no longer lives. I've went to the cross with Christ and my story, the story of Adam, the last Adam that he entered into, 
he got rid of. That story no longer exists. There is no story of you or me or Adam left. We either read this and believe it or we don't. And see, there's, a, there's something here that I want to just, I want to, I just want to throw this out there because there's a lot of things I don't understand, including scripture that I have to pray for that spirit of wisdom and revelation to give me insight, elevate knowledge and understanding. There's a lot of things I don't understand. I want you to be clear and that's okay. There's a difference between not believing and not understanding. And I want to encourage you tonight that whether or not you understand everything, believe. Just believe, okay? Because oftentimes we get caught up in thinking we need to understand how to lay this out, you know, line by line so that we can see it real time in our life. And we know Paul says in Second and First Corinthians chapter two, he says, listen, the wisdom of man, it's rubbish, it's garbage, it's nothing. It's at odds with the wisdom of God. If you're trying to make sense of this, it's hard when we read scripture because it doesn't say that I will be or I can be. It says I am crucified. This is present happening right now always. My story is over and I'm in his story. Wow. Wow is right. I no longer live. That's what it says. I no longer live. But Christ lives in me. He didn't say Jesus lives in me. He said Christ lives in me. So I no longer live. Jim's story is not there. I don't live by Jim's story. I don't treat you by Jim's story. I don't look at cancer through Jim's story. That's not in his story. Did you know that? Cancer is not in his story. Okay? Poverty is not in his story. All the things that we bring to the table, and I'm not knocking praying for these things because I do it all the time. Don't get me wrong. I'm certainly not there. Paul said, I've not yet got there. I'm going to run this race, and I will. I will finish this race strong. He said, but yet I have not attained that, and I want to apprehend all that's been apprehended for me. I'm just not there yet. He's not ashamed of that, and and, and neither am I. The life I now live in the body, some, some translations say, in the flesh, say the life I now live. Say it out loud. I live by his story. I live by the crucifixion, the burial, and the resurrection, the power in wisdom. I live by the gospel, the good news, that death has been abolished and life is eternal and incorruptible. I live by his story. Hebrews says, listen, what remnant we have left in our story is all in the mind and it's based on fear. We have a fear of these things. Because if we're in his story, we don't have to be governed by death or sickness or led by any of those things because they're not in his story. You guys don't hear me, do you? Go to the next scripture. We got five minutes. No, the other way. The, the other left. The other right. Colossians. <laughs> Turn left. No, your other left. I remember those days. Wow. Those were tough days. All right. Colossians 3, 1 through 4. Since then, you have been raised with Christ. So we're looking at the, we're looking at what? The resurrection. Since then, you have been raised with, it's no longer I that live. I don't have a story. It's gone. I died with him. 
That story's over, and it says right here, since then I've been raised with Christ. Set my heart on things above. Now, now, now he's not saying start looking at the clouds or the moon or things like that. What he's talking about in above is a higher truth, ascended places of truth in the heart and through the transformation of the mind, through the renewing. Go to these higher places, repent, repent. What's the Greek word for repent? Metanoia. Gain a higher understanding. Go to an ascended place. Hang out with me a while. You'll see in the Bible everywhere when miracles and great things happen, it's at an ascended place. The mountaintops talked about often. We see all these things point always to gaining a higher understanding, joining God in this place here, not literally looking at the clouds and the moon. It's a discipline that we need to do, and communion gives us access to that discipline to open our eyes and our ears always when we're at that earthly place. See, when I'm, when I'm just burdened with maybe my side hurts and I wonder if I got liver cancer and I'm sure I drank too much when I was young and I know I'm going to die, and that story starts playing because I got a story and I get stuck in that story a lot. The one way I can get out of that story that always, that always works, Jesus said, when you do this, do it often and do it in remembrance of me. I, I do the communion. I go to a higher place because the Father took of himself the word that became flesh. He blessed that word, he broke it, and he served it right back to me for life immortal, incorruptible, death abolished. He served that to me. And in that, I don't have an FPL bill or a side that hurt because it's not in his story. And see, I don't live now, do I? I don't live. It's, we just read that, right? I don't live. I, I know it's hard to understand. Can you believe with me? Can you believe? I don't live. I don't live. He lives. And the life that I live is now in him. Okay? And when I do that, things like cancer, things like sorrow, things that burden me in my old story, all the mistakes I've made, when I am cut that story out, and I get in his story, that nature of the creator of God, of a loving God, does not have that in there. He's got the wisdom and power and everything you need in his story. It is Christ and him crucified where Christ is. So that's where he's seated. He's seated at the right hand of God. Again, we go to Revelation, we go to other, where does Jesus live? Where's the presence of God at? In us. He's the, we are the temple, the dwelling place. We are the seat, the mercy seat. Everything is now in us. All of the kingdom that was out there is now in us. Jesus said, people are going to tell you it's here, it's there. It's not. Don't listen. It's in your midst and within you. So go to a higher place and break bread and feast with Jesus Christ. Go to the next scripture. No, no, the four, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Go back, 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 three, one through four, three, one, seated at the right hand of God. That's it, that's it, that's it. Set your mind on things above, not on earthly things. Did we already read that? For you died in your life as well, now hidden with Christ. So when we look at faith, I just want, I, I'm going to go ahead, and I know there's probably scripture all over the place. He's, I think we've written, this is, for you died in your life is now hidden with Christ in God. Did we talk about that? He kind of missed that, right? Or did I miss that? 
Maybe we didn't get there. That's what I'm asking. He's kind of, do we need to sit, show Miss Peggy again? Because you're really, you're, you're dropping the ball back there. Donnie, there you <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> I want to go back to the one that has us hidden. I want that scripture after Miss Peggy. Since then, here we go, blah, blah, blah. This is so good, we can read it 10 times. Try the next one. Three, that's one. Three, two. Set your mind on things. That's two. Now set your mind on three. Right here. For you died and your life is now hidden with Christ. So if you died and you don't have a story, you're now in his story. It says that these things, and, and listen, as hard as it is to understand, this is good news. This is good news because it's God's good pleasure in Psalms. He tells us, it's my good pleasure to conceal a matter. And it's the, it's the delight of kings to seek out a matter. See, for those that seek out this life in Christ, that go to his story and go to his story often, they live in the nature of Christ because it's no longer them that live, but Christ in them. This is a book and a story about faith, and faith is Christ in him crucified. It's one faith and only one faith. It's not your faith and it's not your faith. It's the faith of Jesus Christ. He is Jesus, the author, the finisher, and the perfecter of the cross, the burial, and the resurrection, of the promises of God, and all the eternal inheritance that every one of us has access to by overcoming ourselves. And we overcome by getting rid of our story and getting in his story. Is that all right to say it like that? Daniel, I know it's not up there. Can I read? I'm going to let you go right here because I want to show you one more little story, just little nuggets, fun stuff. And I know it's 8 o'clock. Just one minute. In Daniel, in the 12th chapter of Daniel, um, you know, God's, Daniel's an awesome, awesome prophet, and we see all kinds of great writings. But Daniel's given a book. He's given a book. And the Bible talks about, you know, um, Daniel and, and his, you know, his relationship and his love. And we see in the 12th chapter, God tells Daniel in chapter four, he says, Daniel, I want you to conceal the words of this book, conceal them. And then I want you to put a seal on it, put a seal on this book that you've been commissioned to be a part of. See, the gospel was preached to the, uh, to the Old Testament, to the New Testament. The message of Jesus Christ was preached throughout the Bible. In fact, we use that Old Testament term, and I wish sometimes that we would just seek out Christ in all the scripture. The Emmaus walk, when he was walking with the gentleman, he said, the Bible said that he opened their eyes to the scripture about himself, beginning with Moses. That's Genesis. So we see that Christ, they, Hebrews talks about it, he was preached to them, to the fathers of faith. Well, Daniel, God said, listen, this book, I need you to conceal it and put a seal on it. <clears throat> until the end time, until there's an end time. And many will be, go back and forth. And it says, listen, those that have insight it will shine brightly. It'll be like the brightness of heaven. 
this book and everything in there that Daniel was told to conceal and put a seal on contained such insight that the brightness of heaven shone. And we don't see a book with a seal until the fifth chapter of Revelations. We don't see another book in the Bible that's concealed with a seal until the fifth chapter. The first three chapters and into four, Jesus writes the seven letters to the church, and then we see a book revealed in the fifth chapter. And this book says, is anyone worthy? Anyone. And they were crying in heaven saying, there's no one worthy. There's nothing worthy. And can I read it for you? And then we're gonna, I'm going to close with that. <clears throat> One of the elders said, stop, stop it. Just stop it. This is happening right here. This, I love this. Said, stop it. Stop weeping. Behold, the lion that is from the tribe of Judah, the root of David, has overcome. The lion, the root. Stop weeping. We're going to get into this book. We found someone worthy to unreveal, to take out of concealment and break the seal of this sealed book that was given to Daniel. We found the one that can do this. The root of David. Because he has overcome. And so the book was opened. And the revelation, the revealing of Jesus Christ, which is the book of Revelations, it is the revealing of Jesus Christ, faith. The book of faith is revealed in the last book in our Bible called the Apocalypse, which is the revelation. You go, go ahead and Google Apocalypse. The Greek word for apocalypse is a hidden revelation of Jesus Christ and the book of faith, the seals are finally opened for you and I to overcome from the concealed matters, the hidden matters. What do we have to do? We have to seek. We have to knock. We have to ask. We have to often take of the Father, his Son who was blessed and broken for me. We have to insert ourselves in his story often, daily, to overcome our story and the remnants of death and everything that story had. We do that often. And when we do that, our eyes are open, just like the two to Emmaus, to the scripture and to the Christ, where they could see and understand. We overcome cancer, we overcome. And, and when we're in the nature of God and in his story, little things like water, we just walk over. When we need to pay taxes, I don't know, a fish shows up with a gold coin in its mouth. It can't not because that's his story. That's his story. Is that all right? You guys all right with that? Oh, this is such good stuff. I want you to know this is the bread of God. This is feasting on his bread, on his, he said, eat my flesh and drink my blood. This is that feast of Christ and him crucified, his story. 
and it was freely given, my man. That's, this is grace. This is grace. He took Adam and all of our stories and lived that life and took it all to the cross so that he could bury it and it could die forever. And then he gave us his story. This is grace. Yeah. Amen. Father God, we just thank you, Lord, and bless you. And we bless um, we bless Miss Peggs and the whole team. And Lord, we just, we want them back bad because we miss them. And uh, bless your people here tonight. Open their eyes and ears to see and hear. And Lord, uh, let them ascend. Let them, dis- let them seek you out. And that, that spirit of wisdom and revelation come upon them that they would be hungry to further seek you out and to be in your story, to see what that looks like through revelation from the Holy Spirit. Not through a book, not through understanding like the world understands, but through the wisdom of God and the revelation of the Holy Spirit. Let us be taught of you, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.